everyone. This episode is from my Instagram live talk with psychic medium Rebecca Ann Lo Cicero. She is hilarious, smart, fun, says fuck significantly more than I do, tells it like it is, is certified by the Forever Family Foundation, and is highly evidential. She also enjoys, or at least puts up, with my endless stream of skeptical questions. Heads up, while we have a fun and really interesting conversation, this is from our Instagram Live, so the sound isn't always great, but it's still very worth a listen. Welcome to What the Fuck Just Happened. I'm your host, Liz Enton. If you listen to the intro, you know my story. If not, here's a brief summary. I'm a science skeptic, and when my dad died, I took a shot in the dark and decided to investigate if there was any possible evidence of an afterlife. I assumed that was as realistic as Santa Claus, but I was desperate. However, I was so blown away by what I discovered that I wrote a book and launched this podcast. In this podcast, I will be talking to some fairly normal people about some really weird shit. I speak with everyone from psychic mediums and afterlife researchers to ordinary people who've had some inexplicable experiences. So come, listen, there's no need to draw any final conclusions. Keep an open mind and wonder what the fuck just happened? I like talking to you. You challenge I me. To you too. I challenge Rebecca because I ask her all the hard questions, and that's what we're going to start with. So, a lot of yes. you know Rebecca and uh, Darren. Yes, true. Sure, I do ask hard questions. Um, ask hard questions. So a lot of you, I brought my friend Yukon with me. I love that. So I'm going to introduce, I guess we should introduce ourselves because I'm sure we have some what the fuck followers on here and some Rebecca followers. Well, I hope that my followers absolutely fall in love with whatever the fuck this is. So what the fuck (laughs) has happened? That WTF is, that's my favorite, you know, that, that really keeps it going the way it's supposed to, so. For anyone who doesn't know Rebecca for the What the Fuck followers, Rebecca Anlo Cicero is a psychic medium. She has been certified by science and science-based organizations, such as where I volunteer at the Forever Family Foundation. She has been studied by Yale, am I right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually on the board, I'm one of the board members for the Yale Cope Project. So if somebody went to my website, um, the www.beyondcenter.com, or even the Forever Family Foundation is also on the board, um, or at least they were the last time Last time I um, had checked. It's, but it's a survey, it's a great program, but yep, I absolutely work in conjunction with, with Yale. Yeah, you know, you have to, it's fun. <laughs> Yes. Studying. We're, we're trying. They're trying to help, you know. And and um, any anytime somebody can do something good, I I always try to volunteer. Yes. And for those of you who don't know me, for Rebecca's followers, I am super skeptical person. I assumed there was absolutely no such thing as an afterlife. I thought mediums were nonsense. Then I met Rebecca and <laughs> other mediums and did a lot of research and read up to quintuple blind. I can't imagine studies. how many you might have read. When I met Rebecca, she was in the, not the very first mediums I met, but she was in the group of the first mediums. I'd had some private readings. She was in the first group of mediums that I socialized with outside of just having very professional readings. And that meant that I got to hound her with tons of questions, some of which I'm going to be asking her now. And been researching if mediumship is even possible for about 
five years now, and I've done everything from reading up to quintuple blinded studies done by Dr. Julie Beichel and Mark Bacuzzi at the Winbridge Institute, all the recommended reading by the Forever Family Foundation reading just every single thing historic studies by places like the SPR which is the Society for Cyclical Research I love Rebecca too yes <laughs> and all of this oh, I see Warren's Paracon I, I don't want to like jump in really quick and be funny but I see that Warren's Paracon just joined in to say hi and I just spent a weekend there if, if you ever had to ask a million and one questions Liz you would have thoroughly enjoyed that event they had um, you know of course the Hollywood aspect of it with Annabelle in the country but um, it was it was so fun to be able to be in a, I mean talk about questions paranormal <laughs> really interesting stuff so I just I saw that so hi there hi guys well that sounds amazing I will probably go to it next year if people won't kick me out for asking too many questions oh god they love that they love that I guess I'm going to ask Rebecca some of the questions I always asked her in the beginning. Like, I have questions now, but no one can answer the questions I ask at this point. My main Every, question at this point. I take that as a challenge. Okay, let's go. I'll ask you the main question I'm stuck on now. Let's see if you got it. Being talking about something that's out, you know, over, over somebody's head, we've got to be able to go backwards. Okay, well, I'll see any questions coming in, and you will, too. And we'll just, if we can interrupt our chat to say, hi, okay, someone has a question. Answer it. This is my question, but I guarantee you can't answer it. Okay. What substance is consciousness when someone is discarnate? Like, what molecular atomic structure? Okay, I do believe that the electrical, I, okay, I do believe that what you are looking for as far as a measurable atomic structure is not going to be possible. I think that the intricate parts of our consciousness are so minute that it may only be measurable when it has a, when it has a, um, maybe a drip or a drift within transition of connecting with our physical body. So I know that a lot of people have done a lot of studies because around death. In particular, people who were literally, um, you know, like studying, maybe they were scientists, maybe this is what you'll wind up doing, like measure my, my electricity when I die, you know? But they have had, and, and they used to do it a lot more like pre-1800 even, they would have different instruments around to try to catch a soul, see a soul, move a soul. And what they experienced most of was, you know, if, if we say we have pheromones or we have a smell or we have an odor or a moisture or an aura, that's measurable, right? Like if you're sweating, it, it's going to be sweat above your skin as well as on your skin because there's like a chemical reaction coming up. I believe that the atomic structure of your soul, again, is so minute that it's only measurable within the concept of being able to, to, to also study off of your cellular reaction. But I think that once your soul has completely left your cellular body and has kind of removed itself from that combustion and combination, you can't measure it. Right. And I wish we had the equipment where we could measure somewhat the, that discarnate consciousness. Of we have to know how to remove the cellular structure's interaction with it. It's kind of like separating um, video from sound. I can separate video from sound. Right. But when the, when the energy that's being measured from your body, first of all, we have to find a lot of people who are dying, who are willing to be hooked up to shit while they're dying. I'll do that in like equipment. Yeah, I mean, when I'm dying, come plug shit into me. Say, cover me in a test oil and want. measure me. But I do believe it's electricity of some sort. So what we really need is we really need somebody, and if there happens to be anybody watching who is, we need somebody who is a molecular biologist and an electrician. Oh my God! Is someone one person who's both, or could we get an electrician? And I think we. Well, come on! They're going to have to develop a piece of equipment that's going to be able to measure energy in motion. That and that also is going to. I mean, and how would you even measure that? I think you would have to measure it with some sort of like like foil that it would have to go through, which means we'd have to cover you while while someone's dying. Yeah. 
Because we don't know where it leads. I mean, if anything, we want to cover your face. That's where breath goes out. Breath comes in. In my world, that's breath of life. So when the breath goes out, oh, maybe you can measure it like before the baby takes the first breath because that's when it goes in. Right, but consciousness is already in a fetus after probably, I don't know, Consciousness is aware of its fetus. Consciousness does not connect to the cellular structure until breath. How do you know that? I don't. (laughs) I don't put anything past the absolutely fucking miraculousness of being pregnant. And I know that the consciousness of the soul is aware that conception has happened. They're even aware of conception is going to happen before it happens. It's almost like they're waiting around. I've read studies like that. Like, of Jim. yeah, I've read that. Yeah, which is why, like, I think you could probably measure consciousness around a pregnant woman easier than you could conscious, than you could, you could, there would probably be a similar measurement tool. Again, it's a physical body of the mother that the child is in where you're going to be connecting with the kind of like a nine month old. If you tap on their hand, they're smart enough, they're tapping back. So I do believe that they are connected to their physical body in some way. But until you take that breath of life, the consciousness that you're talking about measuring mm-hmm. exists outside the body. I want to know why you think that, but so let me explain. Because so like, the baby inside of you is like, it's like not that it's dead because it has a heartbeat and it's pumping blood, but there's no oxygen other than the mom. So when it comes out, it needs to have its own oxygen source so it can live, which comes in with life. You're asking to measure when it leaves. Why aren't you looking for when it comes? I would love to study that too. Okay. Then we need to find people who had sex. I think that would probably, I think actually a better way probably to study it. I'm going to be careful studying it. I'm just going to say one political thing because there's a bunch of stupid fucks trying to take away women's rights around this topic. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, the whole Texas thing? Yeah, but we don't need to talk about politics. But Well, okay, so I'll say this. We don't have to talk about it, but for, for both sides, because soul doesn't have an opinion, I'm going to say this. I truly 100% believe that every single human being on this planet has the right to choose what to do with their own body. And I don't think that any government slash religion contract for our public to have another decisive decision put out publicly. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, if somebody wants to get a fucking abortion, they're going to get one. And if they live in Texas, they're going to get on a fucking plane or in a car or on a bus. They're going to get a fucking abortion. But the only reason why they're doing this, in a sense, somewhere, someone, is to cause division. If I am pro-life and somebody else is pro-choice and somebody else is pro-abortion or however it works, that doesn't have to stand politically or religiously I'm adopted I'm pro-choice and I lean towards pro-life because I For yourself an alternative but if you find yourself in some of these clinics and I'm not going to name which clinics because there's a lot of them not one mm-hmm. they forget to talk about adoption and being an adopted person that my stand comes out a little bit different than others because I lean towards pro-life because for yourself for myself or if someone was to ask me my opinion I would say if you don't want to raise a child there are two ways for you to not raise a child you can have an abortion or you can give birth and give the child to somebody who can't have a child there are desperate loving people out there trying every day to have a child and then there's crack whores getting knocked up with babies who won't live past six months so tell me I just don't like division anymore I just like people being respected to make whatever choices they make. I think is a big deal. But people, honestly, don't we make? Don't don't we do that anyway? If you have money and access, I think. But it's a privilege. Even if you have money and access, that's not necessarily true either. I mean, so.
some people will just they'll do what they have to do or what they can do to kind of put themselves in the position to get done what they got to get done. And you know what? I I am not against. I am I am a hundred and fifty thousand percent for pro-choice in every aspect of your life, even with mediumship. I mean, Liz, you asked a question about consciousness and how to measure it outside the body. I'm somebody who, you know, I have a lot of friends on my on my um, Instagram, and these may be people that have absolutely nothing to do with mediumship, and they just want to see, you know, oh, what are you talking about kind of thing, and they can have any kind of opinion at all. comes to, like, the mediumship part of it, they could be skeptic and listening in, going, you know, I don't even believe there is a consciousness that comes out of the body. So, Somebody pregnant could be watching and being like, oh, what, what are you talking about? You're not measuring my my baby's in me. You know, oh like that God. is the thing. And, and it does, it gets tricky. I know. Well, that was me when I first met you. I thought, well, we have a specific question coming in, but I'll just say when I first okay, met good. you. I mean, I, but I want to say one thing in regards of people who are being skeptics. I think there's a really good way to be in a really negative way. Like, I consider myself a skeptic. Like, when I first met the mediums, I thought there was almost zero chance of consciousness surviving after bodily death. But I think there's a way you investigate it with respect. I have met people who come in as skeptics, investigate mediums, kind of laughing, thinking they're pulling a fast one, being like, I'm going to expose the mediums. Versus people like me and some friends I've made since who think, I've had a really bad loss, or maybe people are sick themselves, um, who think, wow, there's probably no chance this is true, but I'm going to give it a shot in the dark, and I hope it's true, but I'm not going to lie to myself. And I think... Right, right. Like, not setting yourself up for an expectation. Right. I mean, it still doesn't make sense to me, but the amount of evidence I have seen, which we'll talk about some of it, including that microphone experience of you're okay, that... Rebecca That's fine. We should talk about that. We should invite Peter to come on and talk about that. Oh, my God. Well, first, we have a question coming in. Okay, good. Um, Luina, okay, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Yes, Darren, I'm going to address that right after. You're very right. Right now, and we'll go back to Darren's. I just, um, oh, lots of questions coming in. Okay, so we'll start with Luina K because you've been so patient. Thank you. She wants to know, Rebecca, when you do a reading for the future, is the future in stone or does it change as the person's attitude decisions change? I've read some about that too from the science perspective. So, mm-hmm. but Rebecca, why don't mm-hmm. you answer from the mediumship okay. and I'll answer so, from the science. So I will say this, I'll just talk about the, the psychic part of that because that is an incredibly Oh, I have to interrupt for one second because I just got a comment um, from Amy Moore and I agree too. This was a big part of it too. She's a skeptic too, but after watching Rebecca, she now believes. So I completely get that. I love her. I will say, Okay, so mediumship is you, me, and spirit. I become the middleman for the conversation because I can understand and hear spirit vibrational language, which is what I give to people which are messages with mediumship. Her question that you said was about the future is psychic. So psychic is just between you and me. And psychic is a vibration of an energy that is in motion. So if you, let's say, Liz, you went out on a date last night. Mm-hmm. And you've been talking to this person for a couple of weeks, and maybe this person seems like a really great partner, and then you went out to dinner, and and you had this, that, and the other thing for dinner, and then afterwards you went and did something else, and then today you have a reading with me. And maybe this is like the first date you've had in a long time. Psychic would be for me, as far as the future is concerned, I am going to have to be able to know correctly without you telling me you haven't dated in a while, have you? And you'll go, no, right? Because we want validation. I'll say, well, it took you an awful long time to meet this guy, but you finally did, or this girl, whatever, you know, your partner. And you go, yup, yup. And then I'll say, okay, so you had one dinner and he was just sloppy all over the place. You don't like seafood. He didn't eat his vegetables. And afterwards, he wanted to take you for a walk down a dark alley. And then you can go, oh, my God, all of that is true. But it's where his apartment was. And he didn't know I didn't like fish. And maybe I should give it a second chance. And I'm going to say that at that point in time, energy is in motion. You haven't dated for a while. You got out. It wasn't exactly perfect, 
and you weren't sure what to do afterwards or what his intentions were. So I'm going to tell you, this looks like something where you would want to give it a second chance or maybe a second date because you sound more confused than not. And then if you hear that and I can understand where you are currently and give it to you, kind of like confirming for you or organizing your current energies, yeah, of course I can predict what's next. However, you can get on that phone with him and he could be like, hey, there's a great oyster restaurant down the road and you could just be like, you know what, fuck it, not worth it. Like, so there, you've changed the entire reading. You didn't go out on the second day. You weren't in the mood for the seafood because, I don't know, maybe you stubbed your toe right before he called and it set everything off. I have no control of your future. We have free will. So I can predict where I feel something's going to go and honestly... In all aspects, whether it's money, love, vacations, futures, sometimes politics, sometimes sports, if things are already predetermined in some way, I, I can get it. I'm pretty good at the psychic thing. But no, we have free will. Tell her no. Was it an Amy? That was Lawina asking about the oh, future. Okay. Thank you, Lawina. And I have a comment, an answer about that, too, that I've okay. heard about from the science perspective. And... So one of my favorite people in the world who I have not met, but I will be meeting, Dr. Claude Swanson. He's a physicist. Yes. And his books have been so helpful. And he describes seeing the future as this. Um, So Dr. Claude Swanson will say, let's take a hill and let's have balls rolling down the hill. Each ball is a human life. And there's certain paths that the balls can follow. And there's the clear path they'll go down. And then there's the paths where <laughs> where it can be like 50-50, so either way. And then there's a path that like, there's a 5% chance it could just turn and go down. And maybe, you know, just there's other things like velocity of one of the balls. If there's a wind, maybe two balls will bump into each other. There's just these things, and what a psychic can do is see the aerial view and see this is most likely, this is possible, but they can't know things like everything either, like is there going to be wind? They can just see the probabilities. And as Lloyd Arbog describes it, is he also brings in free will, as Rebecca mentioned, but he said it's similar, another example that... People predict the weather all the time, or predict the future all the time, are meteorologists. And they have a bigger view where they can see, okay, Uh, Rebecca's disagreeing. You ever wonder what mediums do with their free time? How about a 30-something-year-old gay medium living in New York City? Well, in this podcast, you're about to find out. Welcome to Ghost Daddy, a place where LGBTQ plus spiritual people and our cis-hetero allies, of course, have a place to just be themselves and spread their wisdom. This is the new face of spirituality. None of that love and light, toxic positivity crap. So pour yourself a vodka soda, <laughs> open up your mind, and start listening. You can listen to the Ghost Daddy podcast anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Inspired by David Justice, who died after a nearly two-year battle with glioblastoma, JET, Joyful Experience Team, was founded by his son Oliver Justice and his best friends, River Attard, Leo Gerstein, Jack Gorenstein, and Felix Ward. JET seeks to create joyful experiences for families struggling with brain cancer a chance to enhance their lives with experiences that are rich in love and will be treasured for all time. We believe, like David did, that life should not be measured in time, but in joyful moments. JET will allow families coping with this painful diagnosis to go to special events and be treated like VIPs. Go to makingheadway.org forward slash JET for a complete list of programs and activities. Well, I want you to say what you have to well, say. Well, you know why? So- because it's almost as if it's so funny because I'm listening and I'm listening. It seems like it's in a box. What you're saying is in a box. 
receiving a piece of psychic information off of somebody is not one viewpoint. Mm -hmm. It's it's more multidimensional. So it would be a five percent of more like a five. I don't. You can't even. It would be five percent of a hundred percent of five percent. It would be like a multidimensional pie wheel. So it it's it's. So I, to me, that's to compare it to looking down would be like limited because psychic information comes holistically, whole, the whole picture at once. So I, sometimes somebody will sit down and they'll go, I met somebody. And without them saying a word or me giving any validation, I may, I will instantly feel one way or another. And I'll go, I don't care, I don't like them. I don't care, I don't like them. I don't care, I don't like them. I, I, I have done that one time to somebody, and they went and married them and divorced them. And you just had that horrible feeling. I could not get rid of it. And honestly, it was, it wrecked the client psychic medium. It, it wrecked our relationship as, as me being her psychic. Because you told her this doesn't feel And right. I said to her, and, and a psychic will often say to somebody, do you want me to tell you what I see and what I feel, or do you want me to lie to you? Which is fair. Why go? I mean, you can't right. help what you felt. You wanted me to lie to her, even though it was unsubstantiated. Because the information was perfect. Oh, he was good. We went out to dinner. There's an engagement ring. We're going to Florida, blah, blah, blah. He's so cute. Sex is great. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nope, nope, Something nope, nope. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and that's hard. You know, it's hard. Honestly, Liz, I don't know how you're friends with me. It's hard. Oh my God, being friends with you is amazing. I love it. But if I had to tell you, if you had to ask me something and I had to tell you something you didn't like, then what? Like, that's why I don't like, mediums and psychics will say we can't read our family and our friends because we don't freaking want to read you. I guess if you told me something I didn't want to hear, I mean... I would rather you say it. I, I, and if I wasn't, if I didn't want to live by it, I mean, I'm going to make my own decision at the end. I wouldn't be mad at you. I would think maybe I'd rationalize it. And maybe, like, and maybe I'd be right even in deciding that. Maybe you'd have a funny feeling. I mean, because maybe he would be the love of my life. And I mean, as we all unfortunately see him forever family, maybe he would pass away young and you'd be wanting to protect me from that. You know, maybe we'd have a wonderful baby. But you know what I mean? I'm not saying that's it, but maybe. That's, it would turn, I, I don't know. I'm Which is where the whole free will aspect comes in. Yeah. I'll tell you a story. Um, mm -hmm. I was at, I don't know if the, the Warren's Paracon is um, still watching, but I'm going to tell a story that happened while I was there. And um, what is the, War the Warren Paracon is an event? The Warren's Paracon, Seekers of the Supernatural, the Lorraine and Ed Warren's daughter, mm. her husband, um, they had an expo kind of like the expos that I've been running for the last, you know, years. Um, and so uh, my daughter, Nora and I were going to set up a booth, but then she bailed. So, um, and then I had a funny one. So it was kind of interesting. Well, anyway, long story short, there were three tarot card readers at this event. And then a lot of authors and a lot of, like, people who were selling knick-knack stuff. And it was Halloween-themed, in a sense, or the supernatural-themed. Uh, there were a lot of uh, ghost hunters there and people to speak about things like that, which I wouldn't be able to hold up a, a, a conversation about that if you asked me a ton of questions. <laughs> like I could do this side, but when it comes to that side, I don't, I don't know what I know or believe in. So I, I tend to not talk on that aspect. So up walks this woman who comes up to me and she says, I was told to ask you for a reading. And she's standing with her daughter. And I said, well, I'm not reading at this fair. And she's like, oh, well, this person said, and that person, and it, and it was people from my expos, people who knew me that were there. Um, Samaya was with her pyramid and her oils, and um, Carrie, and um, Carrie was doing the aura photos. So, and I look at this lady, and she just looked, she looked distraught. And she said, well, I said, well, I do phone reading. She goes, well, I'm in Georgia. And I was like, okay. And then she looks at her daughter and she goes, should I just go over to the other lady? And I was like, I was like this gut-wrenching feeling. So I don't know who the readers were. I knew my friend who was a reader, but I knew that all three of them were tarot card readers. And I said, you don't want a tarot card reading. And she goes, I want to, I want to, you know, talk to somebody. 
I lost someone. And then I felt it again. It was like this. I don't even know. It was like, I'm not on. I had just gotten back from working two hours at the Funny Bone doing a gig. I was done. I was off. And then I look at her and I go, okay, so your dad just died a couple of months ago. And she just kind of looks at me and I go, just say yes or no. And she said, yes. And I said, so you're the skeptic. You, you don't know if you want to do this or not. And she goes, I just don't think that this is, you know, anybody can say that, you know. She, she wanted to believe. And then I said, well, what is all of this behind my left ear? I said, because your dad is like sticking his hand inside my head. I felt like he was reaching through her to me because I'm the medium. I'm in the middle. So her dad kind of goes through both of us, right? And I said, no, I know he died quick. He seems to have an issue, but what is it with his head? She goes, it's not his head. It's mine. And I said, okay, well, he's putting his hand inside your head. He's telling me that you're okay. He's telling me that he says hi. And then I started giving her a few more pieces of verification. And then I said, listen, I'm done. And she looks at me and she says, she has a brain tumor. This is a random person at this Warren's Paracon. But who told you the brain tumor? The person on the other side. Her dad, who was communicating with me, even though I was tired and I was done. And even though I told her no. I think that he wanted to make sure that she got some some good information or a good experience and not go to the other tarot card readers that were mm-hmm. at that fair. Because I think that they may have hurt her. Or they may have, if she had gone, they would not have done for her what she needed. And I kept saying, just tell her, just tell her, just tell her. But it got to the point where she was... She had exactly what she needed. She said to me those things that sometimes people need to say. And it was, you know, it was, thank you. You just changed my life. I feel better. I feel healthier. And and hugging me and crying with me and wanting to take me home with her. And I asked her if she made meatballs. And she said, yes, so I can go. But And she's the one who has the brain tumor now. She's the one who has the brain tumor. So when her dad came through and started, she goes, I have a brain tumor on the left side of my head. Wow. After, after I gave her a two-and-a-half-minute reading that I literally, it was like I was pulling a splinter out of my brain as I'm trying to read because I was just so tired. And so when you said you got that she had a brain tumor, what does, how do you get that? Was her dad saying in words, my daughter has a brain tumor? Did you feel I, something? I asked her, did he die of a brain tumor? But how did you, you just knew that? His hand through my head, to put his hand through my head, he has to also put it through hers. So if somebody comes through and says, oh, Rebecca, give her a kiss, I get the kiss, and you get the kiss. So if he says, here's, like, the head, he's showing it to me through you. It's like, I can't do the reading without you. Okay. I mean, in some fashion, it has to be, you have to be receiving. (laughs) Oh, hello, little puppy. This is Pickles saying hi. Climbing on my Hi, everyone. Pickles wants to meet everyone. Hi, Pickles. So the Art of Soulfulness has a question. How do you hear or see spirit on command? Oh, good question. On command. Well, on command is a very... Um, what I would call a very direct and stern way of putting it. It is in synchronicity with the purpose. So instead of bringing in a loved one on command because it is time for a reading, I allow spirit to connect with me at that synchronistic moment because there's purpose. Baby, baby. Okay. Speaking of on command. On command. My little, I have a little one under my feet, but then I had another so, one scratching at the door, but I didn't open it because, you know. So I have, I'm going to ask you one of my questions. All right. What would you say is... A story would you share if you met an incredibly skeptical person like me at first or anyone else who's just like, I don't, absolutely don't think this is true. But, you know, they weren't being challenging. Oh, hi, 
Pickles. Amy's saying hi to Amy. We're saying hi to Pickles. Thank you. I love him too, and I love dogs too. Um, so what? Um, what would you say to someone who was like, I absolutely don't think this is true, but they weren't being rude. You know, someone like me who was like, I had a loss. I can't believe that all this is true. And why do you think it is? What would be the one thing you would tell them? Oh, um. Well, you know what, you're you're kind of, I don't want to say you're confusing me because I don't mean it that way, um, but tell me what you mean exactly, like, okay, is there an experience you had, you'd be like, well, this one time during a reading, this was so evidential, or this no, one No, because thing- anything that I would say, I think would just be hearsay, and, and so I would actually have to say... Well, then just share your most evidential experience, I guess is what I mean. Oh, you're so funny. Okay. Okay. Well, because how would I convince somebody who might be skeptic would be, but you're right about that. So I I would say this. I would say to them that um, I would say, I would say it kind of back to them. I would say, hasn't anything ever happened in your world that was unexplainable to you? Does Mm -hmm. anything stick with you that you just can't put your finger on? Like, you're not sure, but maybe. And usually people say yes. Like, oh, well, you know, one time that happened or one time this happened. And I'd say, okay. It it happens for me 10 to 12 to 15 times a day. Um, Maybe Mm -hmm. 15 to 20 to 30 times with every reading. (laughs) So it's, it's more of like take your one aha moment or really strange situation and understand that that's my day-to-day. I think that's how I would explain it to somebody because it's not so much that it's unusual or that it would have to be proof to them. So, a story. There's just been so freaking many. Okay, just recently, I was doing a group. It was one of my last groups at the Beyond Center, and I was looking at a woman who was talking about one of her relatives. I believe it was a female who had cancer cancer. I was reading her. And I felt as if I was eating a lollipop. And I kind of got excited because I thought it was like a pot pop, like a, like a THC lollipop for her. Maybe because, mm-hmm. you know, that's really good getting, it gets food in, it gets sugar in, if they put herbs sometimes, and then, you know, if there's a just a real center, it's even better. Um, it's really good for cancer patients. And then I kind of stood back and I went, kind of like lollipop, lollipop, oh, lolly, 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 lollipop, lollipop. Right down to the whole, boom, boom, okay? I did the whole thing. I'm reading the woman right in front of me. The woman to the side of me, she goes, oh, my God! I was like, what? She goes, my dad wrote that song. No. That's insane. That was, you cannot make that shit up. You can't. You can't. It was like, it was like, she was like, what just happened? It may not be so unusual that uh, somebody may come out and just spark a song like that once in a while, right? Especially me. I grew up in the whole stand-by-me generation. We all had that cassette tape. But at the same time, it was, you know, I'm only with you for this hour, hour and a half, 45-minute period of time. And here I am doing something or saying something that connects in that way. I remember um, being at Wine and Spirits in, in Chester, Connecticut, and the, lo- the one in spirit kept going, what time is it? What time is it? I need to know what time it is. What time is it? And it was like, like spirit was, and I was yeah, reacting, mm. and I said the same thing. I was like, what time is it? And I was like banging on the table. And Donna, the person who, Donna and Ron at, at Cheshire, Chester Wine and Spirit, Cheshire, Chester. Chester, Connecticut, that's where Rebecca and I were at a great church. No, it's oh. Cheshire, Cheshire, oh. Connecticut. That's the big lie. Yeah, I got you. But so she goes, I don't know, it's like 8.26 or whatever the number was, whatever time it was. It was in the evening. It was like 8 something. The woman I was reading, it was her wedding anniversary. Oh, wow. I was like, are you serious? So it's kind of like, I didn't say to the girl, hey, you know, what's August 26th? It was spirit going, find out what time it is right now and linking where she was, what time it was, there's the date, this is how Rebecca's going to get the information. She's going to ask what time it is, and the time is going to match. Not that she Googled you and found it out. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not that smart. 
Yeah, we would have figured out how to do Instagram live and the podcast. Are you kidding me? My apple um, juice. I don't remember shit. <laughs> oh, wait, Darren, my, my friend Darren, who um, was helping us earlier, he has a few really great questions. First, oh, good. he's good. like me. He's a skeptic like me, and so he has good. Good. amazing questions. And I agree with this, too. He says something he's always interested in, the same way I am with mediums, especially the certified mediums, like, you know, and the ones that have done testing, is, is what's your opinion on the various tests that are set up to prove or debunk? You know, there's different kinds, such as the Randy challenge, and there's some good ones, too, but let's start with the Randy, and then maybe compare it with a good one, too. I would have done the Randy one. However, it would have been another human being who only uses a 2% capacity of their brain making a judgment. Mm-hmm. Even for the Forever Family Foundation, even though it is scientifically based and it is one of the most fantastic and intricate testing systems that I've seen, it's still based on personal experience and opinion. I don't, oh, yeah, you know what? I, I just, I think testing is bullshit. I'm sorry. Really? Oh, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Why do you say that? I'm actually fascinated How are you going to test something that you can't, like you literally can't, I literally could die and it could be absolutely nothing and this could all be a figment of my imagination and any medium who says otherwise is, is, is kidding themselves. I mean, I, I hope I'm not schizophrenic. I've had enough experiences to know that this is real. I'm not trying to doubt it myself. I just don't believe that there is a test outside of a human opinion or assessment that can be measured. I mean, what are you really measuring? You can measure how many ounces are in this glass. You can measure how long this place this is. You can measure how much warmth can get through this. You can measure how much air can go through a mask. You can measure how much blood is in my body. But you cannot measure how much love comes from heaven. You can't measure how much how much information gets missed when you try to test, trying to fit into a parameter. I read somebody once, textbook perfect, name, dates, love, everything. And the guy thought it was the greatest reading. He really did. He thought it was awesome. He even made a joke and said, I'd give you an A on that one. And then I turned around and I walked away. We were in the group. And his dad said, you need to go punch him. I was like, I'm not going to punch him. And he says, no. I would always say hello and goodbye by hitting him on his shoulder. Go punch him. So I turn around to him and I walk over to him and I go, you think I'm bullshit, don't you? And he's like, maybe. I was like, but you just gave me an A+. And I punched him in the shoulder. And he's like, now I believe you. That, but that's evidence. That's a te- that would be a test if he was working, sitting for like Julie Baishol, Dr. Julie Baishol in Wimbridge, and one of what her opinion is going to measure that. No, this is and Darren's jumping, and we're both the. Um, I'm sorry. You not testing you questions. I got answers you might not like. Well, no, okay. Here's yeah. It's this is the thing. Um, that is totally measurable in this sense. I mean, it wasn't in a measurable moment. Uh, love and light loves it. Ha ha, loves it. I love the punching too. That was hilarious. <laughs> I got distracted. Rebecca saying testing and this stuff isn't quantifiable. So I'm like, it is completely quantifiable. Okay, but what are you quantifying? What columns or brackets are you putting it in? She said eight quantifying. words. Eight words made sense. Yeah, I'm quantifying. Really? Yes, quantifying. So if, somebody, so if I tell you that I love you, okay. But if somebody if I didn't love you and said I love you, would you know the difference? No, but if I go to a medium, all they say is your dad loved you. I'm like, yeah, no shit, thank you. But if they say his, if I, you know, that I would put in a generic. If they say things from quantifiable facts, this was his favorite color, this was his favorite food, I remember this. I got, and I understand sometimes it doesn't come in in black and white. Like, for example, I know I brought this up on another, um, into another talk, but for example, okay, everyone's getting my address, don't come stop me, but like my first medium reading. Oh, I'm laughing. Saying, Somebody just mentioned Lily Dale. Yes, we can talk about that. Let me take my legs up off the floor once I roll them out of my head for Lily Dale. 
I, so, for example, I mean, you're quantifying facts, information that it's not as quantifiable as two plus two or the amount of like gallons, you know. So you're measuring probability of accuracy, which is what the foundation does. It's you're measuring if someone knows the measurement of accuracy within afterlife communication. And like I said, the Karen said it perfectly. It's a matter of statistical significance. If facts match the people's readings at a rate statistically significantly against chance, you have an effect in reality suggesting it's beyond imagination. Perfectly worded and exactly what I wanted to say, but much more eloquently than I speak. I'll just read it again because this is, Darren said what I've been trying to say, but so much better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it's a matter of statistical significance. If facts match to people's readings at a rate statistically significantly against chance, you have an effect in reality. Approximately 185,000 murder cases went unsolved from 1980 to 2019. On average, 66% of homicides are solved each year. So what about the other 34%? Alarmingly, the number of murder cases that went unsolved by police hit a new high in 2020, resulting in only 50% of cases being solved, leaving far too many families with no answers, no resolution, no closure. That's why we investigate and report on unsolved cases, to spread the word in hopes of helping families who are searching for answers. We don't sleep, we're just actively looking for her. These girls were alive, they were living, breathing people, they weren't a picture in the media. There was a a body found in a truck recently. None of us know anything about that body, Who, who was it, what happened. What could have happened? Who could have been involved? There's no answer. And and it's just horrible. A true crime series investigating mysterious unsolved cases. Real people, real stories, real crimes. Tune into Speaking of Crime with your hosts, Gia and John. Available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. We are at Speaking of Crime on Instagram and Facebook and at Crime Speaking on Twitter. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to share that my book, What the Fuck Just Happened? A Sciency Skeptic Explores Grief, Healing, and Evidence of an Afterlife is available now for sale. If you go to wtfjusthappened.net, you can see the link to buy it. I'll also have the link in the podcast show notes. I know many of you want to know how exactly did I come to change my mind about the afterlife? Well, this book is all about the first stages of my exploration into this afterlife evidence to where I'm at today. It starts with the awful part of when I lost my dad, how as a science-minded atheist, I first began to explore if there was any possibility of an afterlife and what and who I found most compelling. I also share some stuff that was not so compelling, such as a very clearly fake psychic medium reading and a pretty ridiculous seance, but that's balanced by some amazing peer-reviewed studies on mediums, medium readings, parapsychologists, and just a whole bunch of what the fucks, including some really inexplicable personal things that happened to me, and some really incredible signs I got from my dad. Despite the topic, it's actually funny, mainly because I'm just like such an awkward person. And you also get to learn about all the amazing people and incredible characters I met along the way, as well as more about the research that helped change my mind. And some of the people you learn about have become some of my really good friends and mentors today. So go to WTFJustHappened.net and order it. If you've already read it, please rate and review on Amazon. I cannot tell you how helpful that is. And share with any friends who might be interested. 
Thank you all. I'm so excited to finally share the full details of this crazy exploration with all of you. And now we're going to pause for a second for the question of the week. This week's question is from Amy R. Hi, Amy. Thanks for reaching out. And Amy wants to know, are there any special tips I have when booking a medium reading? I have written about this some on my website, and this is a popular question, so I will definitely be addressing this more in the future. Okay, Amy, I have a lot. So I'll stick with a main one, which I say is use a fake name, hide your identity, have a friend pay with their credit card or PayPal, and just pay them back. Most of the mediums I've encountered are honest, although not all. But if you don't hide your identity, I think you'll just always wonder. The good ones won't be offended if they find out you did that. They'll appreciate that you were really thorough and careful and give them a chance to prove that they really are getting valid information. So good luck, Amy. Reach out. Let us know how your reading goes. If you have a question you want me to answer, send it to hello at wtfjust.com happened.net and put question of the week in the subject. I know I usually say first names, but if you want to be completely anonymous, let me know and feel free to reach out anyway, even if you don't have a question. I can't wait to hear your questions and hear from you. That's it for this episode. Tune back in next episode where I continue my conversation with psychic medium Rebecca Ann Lo Cicero. To find Rebecca, you can check out her website RebeccaAnnLoCicero.com, where you can get a copy of her book, Living with Messages from Heaven, book a private reading, see when she's performing group readings, and link to her social media. To get more information on what the fuck just happened, go to WTFJustHappened.net. There, you can order my book, What the Fuck Just Happened?, a sciencey skeptic explores grief, healing, and evidence of an afterlife. And you can learn all about how I came to conclude that there most likely is an afterlife. You can also learn about the early stages of my grief and the amazing, fascinating people I met along the way. You can also read about how much I harassed them trying to get evidence, see if they were cheating, and see if they were sane. There, you can subscribe to our newsletter. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. It makes such a difference, especially for a new podcast like this one. And if any of you have had a crazy what the fuck yourself, have any questions, feedback, or just want to say hi, reach out on either Instagram at WTF underscore just underscore happened underscore or email me at hello at WTF just happened.net. And remember, you don't have to draw any final conclusions as you wonder what the fuck just happened.